All right, welcome everyone back to Dissecting Popular IT Nerds. Today, very special guest. I had him back. I had him on this show, it must be almost two years ago, when I first started out and it was called uh, Telecom Radio 1. So I'm welcome, Michael Archuleta, welcome back to the show. And just for, for everyone out there listening, Michael is like a highly decorated CIO. So we've got CIO of the year nominee. We've got on the CIO uh, top 100 list, correct me if I'm wrong about any of these, um, runs a, a CMS five-star rated facility, which is very hard in healthcare. And you are the CIO at, at Mount San Rafael Hospital, which is very important because we're in healthcare and with everything going on right now. The uh, 2019 most wired award winner, which is, is not something easy to come by because most hospitals, anyone that, that knows healthcare very well, hospitals and wiring hospitals is not an easy feat. And best overall organization utilizing, um, you know, health information accurately. It, you know, correct me if I'm wrong on any of these, but welcome to the show. And, and please maybe just give me a few, did I, did I get anything wrong there? Am I missing anything? No, no, you did not. So, so thank you very much, uh, Phil. Really, uh, really honored to be here again. Uh, you're doing an absolutely amazing job, really uh, getting the word out of, uh, you know, just technology initiatives, digital transition. So thank you, man. I really, uh, really appreciate the, the support and the awareness that you're providing. Yeah, man, it's an honor to have you. So, you know, we, we there's kind of, we had had this scheduled for a while, but in, in, Obviously, world-altering, first time in a century, uh, something has come up that we have not seen in like the last hundred years. I'd have to go back and speak with my grandfather if I could speak with him, who was born in 1900, to even come close to something that we haven't experienced. And even then, it's how, from from a CIO's perspective in healthcare, what's what's going on right now? with um, COVID-19, how, what's, the, what's the general landscape right now? And, and what are you seeing? What kind of changes do we need to make? And I just, I just want to hear you. What's going on? Absolutely. So, you know, first off, I would really like to thank all our doctors, nurses, and medical staff, uh, and all our frontline employees really keeping our community safe. I'd also like to give a big, you know, thank you to all the unseen workers out there as well, you know, really dedicating their time and making sure that our facilities are running as successfully as possible. And I think that's a critical thing. But I mean, getting into it, man, is the acceleration of digital transformation is here. That's a critical thing. I mean, we talk about uh, digital transformation. We talk about how healthcare has been uh, behind the curve, um, especially when it comes to technology advancements, uh, many years behind the curve when it comes to the finance industry, when it comes to the natural gas industry, when it comes to every other industry. But then we ask ourselves, but we as a healthcare organization, we are taking care of patients' lives. Why aren't we at the center for front of technology advancements, technology innovations? You know, the thing is, man, is, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's, there's, in my opinion, we just have a lot of uh, older legacy processes still in effect. You know, we have, um, 
we have ways of thinking that uh, may be a, a little bit different than uh, the ways of thinking towards these more accelerated technology organizations that are really moving. Because I, I always like to say, too, is healthcare organizations and clinics are digital companies that happen to deliver healthcare services. That's a bottom line. We are a digital company that happens to deliver healthcare services. And we truly need tech and big tech now more than ever, because this is, uh, this is a new normal. The new normal is here. Life as we know it is not going to be the same. I mean, when um, the overall pandemic of COVID-19 came out, we saw the mass adoption of telecommunicating, which has been, in my opinion, one of the most explosive changes to occur uh, during this coronavirus uh, pandemic. Let me, let I me, if you don't mind, if you don't mind, I've got to just, ahead. because there's so much granularity here and there's so many places where I want to dig in. One, to that point, I've never had a one-on-one video face-to-face meeting with a doctor ever until the last week. I've had three. I have eight kids. Absolutely. So obviously we go to the doctor quite often. And my daughter has severe allergies and she has upper respiratory things. Uh, There's no reason for her to leave the house right now, you know, to go see the doctor to say, Hey, how's your inhaler working? Get in the car, drive 30 minutes, go to the doctor, wait in line, wait inside a room with a bunch of other uh, infected kids with who knows what. Half the time I go to the doctor and I come back and my kids are sick with something else because they got sick from the other kids there at the doctor. And why did I go to the doctor to begin with? Just to meet with the doctor to see how things are going to get a follow-up. A lot of these visits are going to, I, I think this is one of maybe the good things that came out of it. A lot of these visits are going to decrease uh, the spread of other, the flu, for example, or any other, you know, rhinovirus, whatever else it is, you know, uh, just because we can do these things via telemedicine. That's one thing. But uh, even digging in before that, why do you think do you think it's possible that inside that that healthcare in general does a lot of outsourcing and maybe not enough trusting of their technology leaders inside the business themselves is 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 healthcare have a chronic IT as a cost center problem because you are not that way you are definitely a technology leader you are a business force multiplier within healthcare you are a leader at your, in, in your campus of hospitals. So where, where are we going wrong in the other places? Are we outsourcing too much and, and having technology issues and mis, mismatches and we're not, not relying enough on our internal leadership? You know, you hit it definitely right on the nail, man. Honestly, that, that is such a critical issue, I think, in healthcare. Is when you look at IT, you always see IT as an actual cost center versus a profit center. And I think that that has always been an actual uh, crutch in healthcare organizations, that they're not truly seeing information technology as a core strategic element to the overall organization's success, which honestly, if you look at the crisis, the crisis has fully displayed the value of IT and digital transformation. That is such a critical element here. And I think that's been a huge, important thing. And, and that's why the rise of telehealth in really providing an actual virtual visit 
has been a, a great way to provide better efficiencies towards the way we're basically speaking with our patients, how we're providing patient care towards our patients. And, you know, the crisis has, um, you know, out of every crisis, a new opportunity truly arises. And as I stated, you know, until a health is true, is, is a key tool to continue to provide that efficient care for our patients. And when we look at the overall volumes of telehealth consults, I mean, they have gone up several multiplied, you know, multitudes towards uh, when we've seen with this overall pandemic struck. And if we look at it too, man, this is a thing. So healthcare organizations are truly now focusing and saying, okay, let's intensify our focus because we need to readjust the focus of where we're at right now because we see the true value of IT and digital transformation, how it's basically being displayed and utilized right now when we go from telehealth, when we go to the education sector. I mean, all classes are going virtually. I mean, this whole industry, the acceleration of digital transformation is truly here. And that is a critical element. But again, the thing is, is a lot of these organizations are intensifying their focus, their strategic planning for a digital future and are truly preparing themselves to be ready to launch new initiatives when the crisis passes. Because I some think, of the uh, problems, as you, as you nailed it, go ahead. It, well, I'm just, just to add to that, the, the, I'm trying to think of the right word, just the, the general, like the forced multiplier, the, the, the having to schedule something on time, the, even the needs assessment of a doctor asking questions has got to be so much more focused in a one-on-one. I know it sounds crazy in a one-on-one video conferencing meeting, but what I noticed just over the last couple of weeks is that it's a much more intimate setting. There's not people walking in and out of offices unnecessarily. There's not a lot of waiting around. There's much more focused questions one-on-one with the patient. And I don't know if that's just an effect of the technology, but in a busy doctor's offices, we've all been there. We've been in a busy office before where there's people running around. You overhear other conversations. You hear who's addicted to uh, pain pills next door. I mean, I've heard that. I've been sitting in a a waiting in an office, like a whatever, like a, a patient room, exam room. And I can hear the whole conversation in the exam room next door. Um, and it's just a side note, but I, there's the, the benefits have got to be many. There's, there, there's so many benefits, and we're basically learning from all of these benefits that we're basically putting into place. I mean, the, the beauty about uh, progression and the utilization of digital transformation within your organization really shows, again, the value of how important IT is to an organization. I mean, when this pandemic hit, you know, we were basically to the levels of, what are we we planning on doing? How are we going to do virtual care? I mean, we had the infrastructure in place that allowed us to do this effectively and efficiently. I always like saying is like, when you build a home, you're building a strong foundation to put your home on top of. If you don't have that strong foundation of your overall infrastructure, within your organization, there can be massive issues. And again, you know, the healthcare, healthcare workers weren't really designed to work from home because there wasn't really a lot of incorporation, in my opinion, of different healthcare organizations that I've seen of virtualization 
our virtual desktop infrastructure? How can we basically incorporate that uh, into our environment, which has effectively allowed us to grab all of our individuals, you know, from our accounting departments, our HIM departments, to our billing departments and say, you're going to work from home. You now have that ability to work from home because we've had that strong foundation that allowed us to do it. And then we spun up the very first telehealth clinics for organizations. And again, with the utilization of a strong infrastructure, you know, from uh, the current bandwidth technology that we have in place, you know, we built an overall, you know, border gateway protocol. We've built a very strong enterprise wireless solution systems here. We've built a very strong virtual desktop and virtual environment solutions into our environment. Mm. So we, we, we continue to really try to dive towards the importance that digital transformation brings to this organization, because I truly believe that this, unper, you know, this unforeseen, uh, you know, pandemic truly mm-hmm. puts us in a position to be more progressive and truly open to learning from that. Because if we can take the experience gained from this unique challenge, mm-hmm. we could truly evolve our practices and truly continue to invest in digital transformation, which will allow us, again, to help us design asynchronous tools that benefit our patients both inside and outside of the organization, which is extremely critical. I would imagine that it also forces... I grew up in a family of, of doctors and healthcare providers. I mean, I, I come from that world and I see it every day because I, I work with a lot of healthcare providers as well. And I, obviously we see it when we go to the hospital and we see it when we deal with the billing department and we see it when we see the hierarchy of various different employees throughout the hospital. Hospitals are, are I, th- I think, kind of prone to this more of this hierarchy of the doctors, number one, then the nurses, then the, you know, then this person, this person, all the way down to say, you know, the the person cleaning, cleaning the floor. Uh, Do you think, I I would say almost positively, uh, do you think that hospitals sometimes suffer from a truncated bureaucracy? And do you see this digital transformation uh, not only unifying communications, obviously, but unifying that whole uh, kind of like bringing together this bureaucracy more. You know, absolutely. I uh, I definitely fully agree with that. I think now the these healthcare organizations are truly again intensifying their focus and strategic planning towards digital future. That's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Because I've always said since day one, Phil, that hospitals, clinics are digital companies that happen to deliver healthcare services. Mm-hmm. We are a digital organization. Mm-hmm. Center, focus on digital uh, transformation mm-hmm. and incorporate IT as a core component to the organization, organization yeah. strategy. Because mm-hmm. this will take us to a much better space. And that's the bottom line. Because again, we've been behind the curve when it comes to technology advancements, and that is an issue. And we've learned so much from this pandemic, and we've seen the true value of Mm. IT during this. So again, I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, we can no longer put IT (laughs) as a cost center. It is a profit center to create success. 
that's me, the bottom line, man. And, it, and, and, and it's a massive issue and it's very frustrating because I've seen healthcare organizations over and over again, especially uh, administrators that have not kind of incorporated the theology of digital transformation, which becomes an actual issue. And they're like, okay, well, IT could be uh, a cost center versus a profit center. We have to change those aspects around. We have to really put IT as a core center point of the organizational strategy, because if a pandemic like this happens, which I hope to God that it would never happen again, but if something happened like this again, we would be fully ready to attack moving forward with the utilization of technology as an efficient tool to continue to allow us to deliver better patient care. Part of the, I would imagine part of the problem is not even just, there's so much truncation. Um, I can give you an example without naming any names of a massive healthcare system that I've witnessed where there's an IT director in charge of just just the WAN, and then there's someone in charge of just the uh, just the, the the telecom circuits, and then there's a, a head nursing officer in charge of the wireless devices. Why I don't know, and I've literally seen people. And then there's an outsourced company just taking uh, trouble tickets to make changes to the phone system. And one person's job is literally just managing a spreadsheet of outages. And the IT director won't touch the voice side because that's just not under his umbrella of responsibilities. And he is going to sit back in a closet somewhere and manage the network and be, and that's his baby. And he's very happy because his baby is running smoothly, but who cares about the rest of the truncated problems going on in the organization where You've got multiple phone systems going down, which is obviously not unified with any sort of video conferencing platform, which is not unified with the nursing wireless cell phones that they're walking around with. There's probably massive security breaches being breached on a daily basis. And it's all this kind of, just a mess of various different hospitals that were acquired over time into this kind of massive bureaucratic, I don't know, uh, I don't know if I call it a business unit, whatever you would call it. but that's on a large scale something that's like, where, where do you begin? Where do you begin cleaning up something like that? You know, from an IT standpoint, someone's got to step up. Someone's, who, who's at fault there? Is it, this, is it the CEO of the hospital that has not brought in a, a, a CTO business leader? Like, who's at fault there? That, that you've, you nailed it right on the head again. So, I mean, you're just nailing everything on the head today, man. But honestly, <laughs> it's just what you see, you know, it's like very frustrating. Like you said, like you, if you see, you see it, you live and breathe it. I see it. And I like want to like sometimes stab myself in the eye with an ice pick because I'm like, what are you guys doing? And it doesn't matter. You're, you're speaking to a brick wall. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, and, and that's the issue, man. We, we have to look at, okay, you've, you've heard of the overall um, evolution of the healthcare CIO, which I hope you have. So you figure back in the days, the tech manager was really as a, like an advisor role, like IT operations, right? And then you started to really see the progression of digital transformation and the electronic medical record uh, system age during healthcare. 
So then you had the CIO 1.0, which was really more of a supportive role. Then you had the progression of the CIO 1.5, which was more of an enabler role. Then you have now the CIO 2.0, which is truly an overall business leader. That is the driver's role. You know, they're focused on venture capitalists, customer service, innovation. They're an economist. They're a risk manager. They're a political visionary. Um, mm. They meet all of those elements. And the thing is, though, is these individuals, if the IT director doesn't want to step up from crawling to walking upright to carrying the organization and try to evolve the role, that is going to be a major problem. That is not a successful IT leader in that overall organization. And mm. is it the CEO's fault? At times it can be. Because if the overall concept from the CEO is that IT is a cost center versus a profit center, and they do not put IT and digital transformation as a core component to the overall organizational strategy, mm -hmm. that is going to be a major problem moving forward. How do that we sell needs him? to go away. How do we sell him? What can we I, promise him? Well, what we could promise him is we could truly promise him of uh, transformation, digital transformation, the return of investment back from the utilization of technology. You know, just for example, just by adding virtualization efforts on our standpoint, you know, really reduce costs from 56% and improved uptime from 59% which we had an uptime back then from 59% to 99%, which increased business productivity, operating efficiencies, and really enhanced services while reducing operating expenses. That shows return of investment back. That shows true value that digital transformation and information technology brings to the organization. That is the actual driver role of showing benefits. Because again, we have to display the true value to our additional executive team on the importance that IT brings to this organization. And me, I am a technologist. I'm a business leader. Um, I love technology. I've seen how it has been an important factor out there. And I also have seen how IT has been really unseen heroes within their organizations because these individuals are truly transforming the healthcare and clinics to digital companies moving forward. That again, our overall key goal here is enhancing better patient care, making sure that our patients take more initiatives towards their care, keeping these individuals alive uh, longer, having better lives with the utilization of technology and good initiatives that come out of this. Mm. We're using this as a tool to continue to improve on patient care. And that is a critical element because when you look at all of the cool new tech that has happened in healthcare from artificial intelligence to true digital transformation to cloud-based initiatives, these are huge things. And again, the rise of telehealth, really allowing our patients to have the ability to efficiently um, do a overall virtual visit has been extremely important due to this overall COVID-19 pandemic.
which again, I'm um, very pleased about and huge kudos to my amazing IT team for truly creating um, these overall advancements that have truly allowed us um, to continue to operate effectively and efficiently moving forward. Mm-hmm. We've moved up from CIO, from advisor to supportive role, to enabler. And maybe we come in with that, with the CIO 2.0 vision, you know, vision business leader, but we've got all these old shadow IT decisions or we've got problems. Um, or maybe we don't have that 2.0 vision business leader yet. What do people need to work? What do people need to look out for uh, to avoid uh, in, the, in the healthcare space? Well, the thing is, man, is what individuals need to do uh, to really continue to focus on efficiency and truly focus on how we can transform our industries forward is just making sure that they bring value towards IT bringing IT as the center point and the overall core strategic point to create efficiencies. That's the bottom line. You know, I continue to basically stress this out is because we're, we, we see how it has become a problem with these organizations try to, trying to implement technologies like telehealth, like, hey, let's try to send our overall remote workers home, which can cause, you know, which could create efficiencies, but also can cause problems if we don't have the technology in place. Again, focusing, investing, having it as a core strategic point to the organization is extremely important and will determine the organizational success moving forward. And what have you seen uh, as of recently? Okay, so so you guys are already there anyways. You're already on, I mean, you've already won the best, I mean, I mean the most wired, you're already the most wired hospital. You're already there. Uh, not that we ever arrive, right? Not that, you know, life's a journey, not a destination. But what have you seen pop up? What kind of problems have you seen come up uh, with this um, COVID-19 pandemic and people working from home? Uh, what kind of things have revealed themselves? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, in regards to this overall uh, COVID-19 pandemic, we have seen a lot of issues and truly an increase of uh, cybersecurity vulnerabilities within healthcare organizations. You know, if we look at it, the true set in, you know, COVID-19 related surge in the use of uh, video conferencing and remote access and VPN services, especially in healthcare organizations that have not used them before, is giving attackers more targets to go after. So many healthcare organizations did not have the infrastructure, again, for this sort of work and had to deploy it quickly. Because if you looked at some of, especially when we're talking about telehealth and the rise of telehealth, when you looked at some of the initiatives that came out of the Office of Civil Rights under HHS, so... The uh, HHS uh, relaxed some of the enforcement activities of previously non-compliant use of public and non-public telehealth services between entities and patients regulated under HIPAA. So I, I kept on seeing, especially on social media, which was such a shocker, saying, hey, guys, you know, uh, HHS has relaxed enforcement activities. Healthcare organizations can now use Facebook Live, Twitch, TikTok, Snapchat. And I'm like, stop. You know, that, that, is, that is a major problem. We cannot, 
utilize those specific platforms, period. And even though HHS has relaxed some of the enforcement activities, the bottom line is, is HIPAA still applies. You know, that is, that is the bottom line. There's, there's still that HIPAA applies where minimum necessary auditing log access controls are still required. And the problem is, is most will ignore this specific rule. So again, we need to be careful with what folks are truly saying about this new rule moving forward. And the increase of vulnerabilities within cybersecurity is going to be such a huge thing because you figure, look at HHS, they were hacked. Look at some of these lab services, they were hacked because these actual attackers are taking advantage of this overall COVID-19 pandemic because individuals are removing themselves from the norm and going home. People are removing themselves from, you know, the overall, you know, hustle and bustle, which is extremely busy in healthcare, mm-hmm. to this overall crisis of everyone having to react to it. So again, yeah. these attackers are coming in and they're penetrating systems because it's a lot easier to now obtain information. And that's becoming a major problem. And what, what an issue that I'm seeing is, is a lot of organizations have not incorporated like two-factor authentication or identification management, or online ID verification, mm-hmm. which which now we're truly seeing these type of organizations, you know, seeing a huge spike in demand because of COVID nineteen. Yeah, and since telemedicine is such in demand, we as an organization truly need the ability to remotely verify a patient's identity, mm-hmm. which is core requirement given the sensitivity of data involved. And that's a problem too, you know, so we're doing all these telehealth services. Everyone is basically just moving quickly because again, we had to move quickly. Yeah. Um, but, but again, uh, in my opinion, a lot of these rules aren't being carefully identified. Everyone is thinking that since HHS has really relaxed the enforcement activities mm-hmm. that uh, everything is a go. And um, we no longer, you know, need to focus on HIPAA Snapchat. compliance. That, <laughs> that really freaked me out. And, you know, what was kind of funny. They're like, we should use Snapchat, even um, TikTok. I was like, TikTok? Really? Are you kidding me? <laughs> this so, is amazing. So again, I would think two-factor authentication was, you'd think, I mean, honestly, when I think about when I think about the offices that I've seen, the doctor's offices that I've seen, and how doctors operate and... Um, it doesn't surprise me, but you would think two-factor authentication would be like a basic. You would think that would be like already in place. But the fact that that's, you know, a common thing, I guess it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me in healthcare, which is you would think should be the most, one of the most locked down industries, especially with the, you know, especially with the guidelines. You know what I mean? But it's, um, I guess that's what they are. They're guidelines. You know, they're, you know, and that's, and that's the issue too is, as an organization, we really truly need to take full responsibility and accountability towards the actions and the technologies that we're basically implementing and, you know, allowing our actual patients to utilize. Because at the end of the day, it is our key responsibility to make sure that we are keeping the information of our patients as safe and secure as possible. 
And I always like to say that if, you know, if your organization has not truly implemented, you know, identification management applications, I strongly, you know, uh, suggest you doing this as soon as possible, because this can be an actual issue moving forward. Now, you're very active. Uh, you're very active as a, as a CIO or a C-level within, within healthcare and technology. What are the best resources and I guess learning resources obviously there's not going to be many um uh what's wrong with me um we're not going to be going to any massive events anytime soon but what are some of the best resources in your in your opinion that you utilize right now or groups that people should be a part of anyone listening to the show how can you help yeah, absolutely. So uh, the College of Healthcare for Management Executives, um, which is an organization that uh, I am involved with, uh, absolutely phenomenal group. So they have come out with an overall COVID-19 response center, okay. which is really designed to uh, be a commu- truly a community for everyone to really come together and mm-hmm. support each other during this worldwide outbreak. Yep. So the, what they're doing is they're really encouraging everyone to share their stories, lessons learned, and have a lot of resources available okay. uh, for them. And then another group that is absolutely phenomenal too is Prime Health. So Prime Health is um, basically truly supporting the community with telehealth services, you know, and they are starting to have like telehealth um, sessions, telehealth, uh, uh, town halls, mm-hmm. uh, you know, questions about telehealth, mm-hmm. a lot of good information that is truly beneficial, um, especially when you're fully implementing telehealth initiatives. Mm-hmm. And what I got out of them too is when this overall crisis kind of came to play and a lot of these facilities started implementing telehealth services, Prime Health really designed an overall uh, video conferencing technology decision matrix. So it really kind of laid out all of the different video conferencing platforms, you know, and uh, they had an overall outline, which was extremely phenomenal, you know, on showing like what the overall cost of the service was. Mm-hmm. Did the service sign a business associate agreement? Is mm-hmm. a business hip, uh, is the organization HIPAA compliant? Right. The ease of use, you know, three more challenging, one through three, you know, yeah. you know, yeah, does yeah. it work on low bandwidth? So again, great service that was being utilized and great information from Prime Health. Yeah. And again, you you could really get some good info on that. And I'll send you those links. You in your really opinion, what's the best video conferencing? Groups. In your opinion, what's the best video conferencing out there right now? Well, there's, there's, there's quite a bit, man. There's, there's a lot of pros and cons with uh, different initiatives mm-hmm. right now as an organization, we are using zoom healthcare. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I'm a zoom, there. I'm a huge zoom, obviously a zoom partner, platinum partner, reseller, obviously I, I have all of them, but uh, me personally, I'm a zoom guy. Absolutely. Even though so people have been has- zoom bombed, <laughs> people have been zoom bombed uh, <laughs> left and right. And those are, uh, I don't want to say those are funny. It's completely unacceptable to watch any of those. Uh, but it's definitely happened. Uh, but you know, what's interesting is how fast, how fast as a company, they reacted to any security um, vulnerabilities. They reacted pretty fast. Even on this, you know, even like within, within like days, they had a new security download. They, ho- they, they, they turn. I mean, their coders must have been working 
like crazy to uh, to patch all. Yeah, absolutely, and I think and I think that's a good uh, a good point that you bring up. You know, because they are being bombarded with um, a lot of cybersecurity issues that Zoom is basically uh, being faced with. But again, in my opinion, I think Zoom has done a phenomenal job in really patching their overall issues Mm -hmm. and just really being up to date and communicative towards uh, the end users moving forward. So I think it's an easy platform. It's a very efficient platform. Cost is excellent. Uh, Mm -hmm. Zoom Healthcare, you know, uh, they are fully, they've signed a BAA, they are fully HIPAA compliant Mm -hmm. um, with BAA and uh, truly uh, easy to use platform. You know what else is surprising to me? How many companies weren't willing to, and this is just in general what I've seen, um, unwilling to tackle technology as a, a business force multiplier as a certainly uh, bringing a return on investment, right? Uh, Like we talked about earlier, until now. Why were we so willing to waste money before? Why was it we were just lazy to take on the task? Was it we weren't ready for the change yet? It's, um, It's just amazing to me how now all of a sudden money's important. Absolutely. I think, uh, I think it's a mix of both, you know, um, war organizations ready to really move on these initiatives. Um, mm. some of them weren't, uh, some of them were, uh, you know, and then again, a lot of the questions on telehealth is, especially when you talk, well, if we're talking telehealth is on a reimbursement standpoint. Mm. So if you look at some of these smaller facilities, if you're a certified critical access hospital, Mm -hmm. Uh, You cannot bill for telehealth services on a Medicare standpoint. So Mm -hmm. again, there was a lot of a lot of issues in regards Mm -hmm. to reimbursement uh, backed from facilities. But with this COVID nineteen pandemic, there has been a lot of relaxed Mm -hmm. enforcements uh, from governments. Huge political change. So now we're talking politics, and uh, that's too much. That's another call. That's another. uh, That's another podcast. Yeah, absolutely, man. But. it's, it's really a change that needed to happen. And um, we are seeing just this acceleration of digital transformation. And it is truly here now moving forward. Well, it's been, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, having you back on the show uh, and, and very helpful, obviously, for anyone listening. Do you mind sending me those links to the organizations you were talking about? Can we put a cheat sheet together? And what I will do is I'll put that on the, the podcast blog. And uh, obviously, it'll be in the bullet points of the podcast as well on iTunes, etc., on LinkedIn, all across uh, when we release this, which will hopefully be in uh, 24 to 48 hours. But will you provide those links for me? So for anyone listening to the show? I sure will. Yeah. And any other, any other uh, best practices as well that you have? Uh, Thank you very much. If you had any, you know, you had a final message for anyone out there listening, what would that be? I think the overall thing is, you know, focusing on digital transformation and incorporating IT as a core component to the organizational strategy, again, will take us to a much better place. And let's continue to work together to transform our industry. So again, thank you guys very much. Truly appreciate it. And thank you for all those amazing frontline workers just doing a phenomenal job. Honored to be here again. Yeah, man. Thank you, sir.